Hello and welcome to That Park Life Podcast. I am, of course, Greg, joined as always by... Beth. That's you. With hey. my one-syllable my one name that always bothers me. <laughs> with, it needs another syllable in there. It just bothers me. I don't know what it is. One of those things, guys. It's just one of those things. Well, we have it in common. I'm like, like, Greg also has That's the right. one syllable. It's like, I'm Greg and I'm Beth. <laughs> like, you know, it's like Stephanie would be way cooler than just be like, Beth. Okay, whatever. Well, you have some homework. You can change your name. Um, we've got a, a, jam, a jam-packed show today. We have some very special yeah. guests who Greg, that's mm-hmm. me, is a huge fan of. So I'm, I'm excited to have them here. And uh, we got a game we're going to play with them. One of our, like a, a twist on one of our classic games. You know we love our games. Yes, we have our usual stuff of some news nuggets, history, and our quote and stuff coming at you. But um, I do want to talk about an awesome moment I had at work the other day. And Ooh. I had the distinct pleasure of going up to the Disney Vacation Club member lounge in the Imagination Pavilion over at Epcot, but backstage, which I had never been back before. So those of you who are fans of the Imagination Pavilion, or at least fans of history of the Imagination mm-hmm. Pavilion, know that there's some stuff up there that um, used to exist, obviously, and it hasn't been touched in years and years and years. And I got to tell you, it's bizarre. Wow. So we were having a meeting, but... Um, I hadn't been back there. So, so by the way, I'm, I'm not, not a professional person, right? So we're going back there to do whatever. And I'm there with people who have been back there before. So as soon mm-hmm. as they open the door, I'm like, oh my God, look at this. Oh my God. And I can't take out my phone because you're not supposed to you're take like, photos Greg, be back cool. Then. Be yes. cool. And I don't know how to do that, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to commit these things to memory so I can go talk about them mm-hmm. later. I'll look them up, you know, online so I can get better things. But some of these things opened in the 80s and eventually closed in the 90s. But some of the things up there were something called Magic Palette where you use like these big giant pens on the screen to color and stuff. There's yeah. this kaleidoscope thing. So this is all part of the like a post-imagination ride where you go do and play stuff, right? So there's a bottom level and a top level. And this okay. is the top level. So there's this big kaleidoscope where you, at least the one that they have set up still from the 80s and 90s, um, was a kaleidoscope where it had like a little tiny section of Spaceship Earth in it. But when you get closer and look to it, it makes the whole sphere of Spaceship uh-huh. Earth, which is cool. They had the electronic yeah. Philharmonic still up there, which was like an orchestra you can control with your hands. Obviously, these, these things aren't operational. Right. There's just chairs and things strewn about and all over the place, and everything is like dusty and stuff. So you're telling me that the Dreamfinder hasn't been living up there? No, this this, he just has a big giant beard, which I guess he always had. Um, I was, I didn't really huddled to... behind things, like yes. making weird sounds. Crouched in a corner, I can only see his eyes. <laughs> oh, that's just the dream finder. He's lived up in the eighties. Um, everything was like untouched, basically, like hasn't been touched in years. Like you know, things were like ripped You're off. You're like, I'll touch it. Yeah, God, I was like, man, <laughs> no! I wish I didn't have any witnesses. So I know. Um, I was looking for the tunnel. I don't know if you remember, like the big bright, like kind of rainbow uh-huh. tunnel thing. I think part of, it, I think from what I could see, that was a part of it, but it's been ripped down, which was kind of a bummer. Yeah. I know there's been like rumors of whether or not that's still up there. Tough to it tell. It's crazy that they have some of that stuff just sitting there i'm like y'all could probably you know how much money disney has lost this year it's i'm just, like it's time to sell some artifacts some disney. On auction uh, so don't, i'm sure people will pay a pretty penny for it don't check for uh, fingerprints because you'll find greg's no. on there so um <laughs> it was cool to be up there one to be like on the clock right like i'm sitting there getting yeah. paid whatever to sit there and look, look at all this old, old epcot artifacts. stuff um it did remind me however that we haven't done a deep dive in a while so next week mm-hmm. we'll be doing a deep dive episode on two epcot attractions soren and test track we already did the imagination yes journey into imagination we're deep and we're diving we're deep and we're diving next week and mm-hmm. coming up we have our 100th episode somehow we've been around long enough to do 100 of these so it happened. 
You guys have listened to ninety now ninety five of these episodes, which is nuts. Um, Maybe you've only listened to one, but that's okay. We're that's still true. Gonna, this could be your first one. Every, every week. This could be your first one. Um, for our hundredth episode, we'll be doing some giveaways. We got all kinds of stuff. We have some haunted mansion merch, uh, a small world. Yeah, I'm kind of debating whether I should just keep it. Uh, some small world stuff will be in the mix. We got a Disney Vacation Club item. Epcot flag. Yes, there's a there's some Epcot. A whole Epcot fan pack is, is technically what it's called. So you got you got that you might be able to win. So keep your eyes peeled for some giveaways coming out to celebrate our 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's time now since they've had no choice but to just sit there and listen to Greg ramble on about the Imagination Pavilion. I guess it's time. Minutes. I think we're doing okay. I think we're doing okay. All right, let's bring them in. So, of course, we are about to welcome the Magic Dads. You might know them from YouTube, from Instagram, but they also have actual names, and they are Mike and Steve. Welcome, Mike and Steve. Hey, everyone. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah. We're glad to have well, you here. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give you guys a visual, their living room is exquisite. Uh, <laughs> it, like, it's the only part that we cleaned up on camera. Everything no, else no, this no, is chaos. No, that's something I did notice about your videos. I'm like, their house is always clean. Is your house always that clean? Let's be real. No, no, no. <laughs> 15 minutes beforehand, we decided yeah. to do it. Just throw everything in the closet. Right? Everything in the other room, whatever, where we're not going to be videoing. So yeah. pretty impressed. Pretty impressed. <laughs> So, we'll just pretend. We can pretend like it's always clean. Yeah. Let's get just a little history on on the good old Magic Dads. So of course, if you don't already do so, you can follow them on Instagram at the Magic Dads, or the YouTube channel is also the Magic Dads. Um, my wife and I came across you guys. I don't know how long ago. I think I think you may have actually been tagged in something from the Traveling Husbands, who we've had on here. Um, I think yep. a couple of times we've had Ann and Jason on our show. Um, I think that's how we discovered you all. And we were watching your YouTube videos, which I told you guys right before we started recording. And um, as you know, you do a lot of stuff with food, which is awesome because yeah. yeah. we are hashtag food motivated here. And uh, Nicole and I, my wife and I would watch your videos while we're eating dessert. Um, because I think it's not only is it better enough to eat like bad dessert, like cake every night, but we'll also watch other people eating dessert just to like fully round <laughs> out the experience. Yeah. So what got you guys into, into doing YouTube? How did your YouTube journey start? Well, we... I don't remember why exactly we started watching YouTube videos, but we just got into watching Disney vlogs Mm -hmm. and watching other people's experience in the parks. And we, you know, we love food and Steve's really great at, you know, making cocktails and describing food and cocktails. And so we would watch dining experience videos and we'd be like, you know, we we can can do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it better and our house will be cleaner. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So this kind of planning for our vacations, it was one of those things we were, and we're huge yeah. foodie fans. So okay. the first thing we're figuring out is what reservations we want. Let's see who's eating there. What are the bad things? What are the good things? We want to know, be in the know. So right. that's really what kind of inspired it. The other thing that kind of inspired us is we didn't really see someone that kind of fit the mold of us. Okay. Right? Which are two gay dads with a son uh, yeah. that they're doing uh, a vlog. So we thought, what better way than to kick it off with us? Yeah. Yeah. I like and that. I usually like to ask, um, like, what's your Disney backdrop? Like, what's your, did you just grow up going to the parks? What's your, what's like each of your backdrop? How'd you get into Disney? Okay. So um, I have a rich, colorful history of Disney. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> so um, my father was actually there as a one-year-old child on opening day of Disneyland. Wow. So wow. it started way back then. Always had a big, you know, big love for Disney. Um, so we always went on vacation there. We live in Arizona, so it's very easy for us to get to Disneyland. It's a very right. short drive from us, five, six hours. Yeah. So that was our summer vacation was always making sure we spent time in Disneyland. So that that's my history. We've been there probably, I don't know, thousands of times at this point with, from yeah. Disneyland perspective. And in the last 
15 years, we really fall in love with Disney World. Okay. So I think people are tend to be loyalists. And before, like the last five years, we would say, oh, Disneyland is the place to be. Nothing can compare. Disney World just cannot hold water. But now we're kind of 50-50 now at yeah. this point. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my history. Okay. Yeah. And for me, it's fairly similar. Family vacations. My family didn't go nearly as often as Steve's family did. We would go maybe once every four or five years. But every time I would go, it would just, you know, it's the magical place that just, you know. Yeah. And same with you, Disneyland versus Disney World. Like Correct. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we just because I like I've actually never been to Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World. Uh-huh. But people what? that I but people that I, I know if y'all could only have seen their faces just now. <laughs> We're trying to. It's just very expensive for us. Um, it's just been cheaper for us to go to Disneyland. And I live in South Carolina, so like I'm right up the road from Disneyland technic Disney, Disney World, World, yeah. Um, but people that I've known that have done both, I would say typically venture towards Disney World. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting to get the back and forth because there's, you know, everybody just has the difference of opinion. They say, obviously, Disneyland's more nostalgic. So, right. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But yeah, I think their magic per square foot is higher. Yeah. Um, yes. We're a lot more spread out here. I've only been for one trip there. We went on our honeymoon. Um, but you all got married in Disneyland over at the Grand Californian. We, we did. did. Yes. yes. <laughs> we saw I know that on YouTube you have your like a like a highlight video of it right because i don't think you don't have an actual video of the day that you got married is that too personal you don't want to broadcast that everybody your exact (laughs) wedding night no (laughs) No. uh right we weren't vlogging at that time yeah so um we had a we had our wedding at disney's grand californian hotel and we had just hired out a wedding videographer to shoot the footage and i was I was very excited because we bought the raw footage from them so I could edit my own video. And so I was, it was nice to have that, that now we have yeah. a channel I could yeah. video. And here's Caleb. You're having a great cameo because Caleb just wa- like walked right in between you two and his little cute face was hi, just Caleb. smiling at us. Can you say hi? Hi, hi. No, he's shy. Oh, I thought maybe this could be his podcast debut, but That's right. we can see Caleb. him. He lived the magic child, I guess. <laughs> what's his what's his big handle on YouTube? <laughs> Caleb. Yeah. Um, okay. I and this is something I, I haven't asked anybody because I don't know if I've known a ton of people who have had uh, Disney weddings like Greg. I know y'all have, but mm-hmm. what time of the, when did y'all get married? What time of day was it? So our actual ceremony started at five o'clock. Right. So it was around sunset time, mm-hmm. um, and you know it was awesome location. So we. We're up on like the, the top level of Grand Californian. Ooh. So the view was um, California Adventure. Mm-hmm. So we had that and then the pool down below. So it was beautiful location. The best part then was we had our cocktail hour right after that. Mm-hmm. And it's in this courtyard that the monorail just goes by every like 30 seconds. Oh, awesome. So you're not in the park, so to speak, but you always get that element that you're still there. You're yeah. definitely a part of Disney still. Right. So. Yeah. I feel like definitely with that destination. Because, you know, there's so many of them around like, the parks and Disney World and stuff. And I'm always like, how are these people getting married in the parks? And it's like, well, because their wedding's at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Or like, you yeah. know, five here in the morning. At, I'm like, here oh, in, in Dis- oh, we're getting some, we're getting a real life cameo now. That's right. <laughs> Do you want to say hi? No. No. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I, I get filmed all the time. I'm fine. He's yeah. right. He actually wants his talent for you or he's not going to show up for this. You know, we were talking about that, uh, your last video with him running into the wall and the thing. But what I wanted to know was, did you actually toot or was it just the uh, the coconut? <laughs> the people want to know, don't they? <laughs> he was like, toot? Did you toot? <laughs> Love it. 
just straight up. That's real life, man, with a toddler. Exactly. It is. I just love how much he was cracking up about it. Just rolling over yeah. laughing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. Not. I mean, I know we are too. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Um, one of the things, speaking of, of your home vlogs, um, and the one we were talking about was when Caleb, you know, runs face first into the side of the wall, which is still, <laughs> he's okay, so we're allowed to laugh, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, um, you also did, you do a couple, or you have kind of like a, a series going on where you do some at-home recipes of some food you can find in the parks, and mm -hmm. I think it's awesome because I am, I have never thought of myself as a great cook, and it's not that I'm hard on myself, I'm realistic with myself, I'm, bit, I'm terrible at it, so... Um, however, your video on the wings from Ohana is awesome for two reasons. One, because it seems pretty straightforward, and most of the stuff I already have, so it seems like it's not like this extravagant list of ingredients you right. need. Also, Ohana is closed, let's just say indefinitely for now, because the Polynesian lobby is closing shortly, and it's not reopening till summer of 2021. So right. it's going to be a while, probably, until we get that food, if, you know, hopefully it does reopen one day. So now's the chance, everybody. If you want to experience a little Ohana at home, please go check out that video. On, on the Magic Dad's channel because it'll teach you how to do how to make the, those wings, the honey coriander wings. Exactly, and you know I'm like you. I'm not I'm not good in the kitchen at all whatsoever. I'm good at buying the ingredients and I'm good at eating them. So <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. pretty. Yeah. But that's when you what I'm good at that's what I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at like traditional like Disney cookbooks, like the list of ingredients and steps are yeah. like it's like half a novel just to figure <laughs> out what all you have to do. Yeah. This one's very straightforward. Mm -hmm. So I saw him do. I'm like, okay, yes, I can easily do this. Okay. And the are phenomenal yeah they are and of course i had to pair my tie at the end of it because yeah, you know like, why not? Drink. <laughs> that's what i need though like someone like me just needs to if i can watch somebody do it and then i'm like oh okay that's easy enough i can watch a video and be like i can't do that i wonder if the disney cookbook is as bad as the recipes that are online now people's blogs oh, where it's someone's God. entire life story from when they were born to when they're making yeah. this dish tonight <laughs> And I'm like, just give me the recipe. Is the jump to the recipe button. I'm like, that is the greatest invention ever. It's oh like, my we, gosh. we get it. We get it, Karen. Yeah. yeah. Story about fried chicken. Just tell me how to make it already. Just and, tell me how to and make better it. better yet, show me the video of how to do it. So of all of the dishes that Mike has, I'm guessing Mike is basically the one who normally prepares all of them. Yes. So of absolutely. all of the dishes that you've made that are Disney dishes, which, which has been the best? So, you know, before you answer that, I had asked that just so everyone knows. Uh, Mike got stepped away. So I was really hoping for a good, honest answer. Where yeah, Steve exactly. is, <laughs> but now Mike's back. So now Steve's got to lie. Okay. So it's one that he hasn't filmed yet, but okay. by far is one of my favorite recipes. Um, and that's the Sea of Cortez scallops mm -hmm. that is from Napa Rose in um, the Disney's Grand Californian. Okay. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's yeah. elegant. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's an easy recipe to get into seafood, uh, and it makes you a huge fan of it. So right. that's me. Okay, I love scallops, so I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it's divine. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. There's also one recipe that we found in an old cookbook that is phenomenal. It's the Club Thirty Three Chateau Brion um, uh. steak. That thing is amazing. Yeah, it's very it, good. It's, it's a too it's, fancy for me. <laughs> It's a work of love. It takes a, a couple days to do it, but it's totally worth it. Well, what I imagine is this is how I picture it. Mike is going to go in the kitchen one day and just whip up that Club 33 dish. But in order for you, Steve, to come in, you have to wait outside, ring the doorbell, wait for you to be greeted. Yeah. They bring you in. You have to put your cell phone away because I'll just take pictures. You got to get the whole experience. Right. Um, in watching your videos, uh, obviously, you've been to quite a few restaurants in Disney World and Disneyland. And I'm going to limit this question to Disney World, if you will. Um, of all of the signature dining and slash fine dining restaurants you've been to in Disney World, what would you, each of you say, would you would recommend for someone who's like splurging for that one, okay, we're saving up some extra money, we want to have a really special 
occasion table service restaurant, what would that be? Um, man, there's so many great options. I really love California Grill. Mm -hmm. The experience there is amazing. I do find the food to be a little hit or miss sometimes, okay. mm -hmm. but the ambiance is just unbeatable, especially if you can get fireworks viewing and a, a seating during that time. It's incredible. I fell in love with Topolino's. Topolino's okay. is oh. phenomenal. Oh, it's, yes. it, it was a big surprise because we went in there thinking, oh, the food's going to be probably good, but you're going for the view. It's it's 100% the same exact experience you would expect with California Girl. So yeah. beautiful view, amazing fireworks, and the food is yeah. a big surprise, but a home run. Yeah. Now, um, the other so the other side of that that we wanted to know too was what if uh, someone is more budget-friendly? Because we're typically more wallet-motivated. <laughs> um, what is something that you recommend for someone who's wanting more of like a budget meal, but that's still good? Okay. I like Satula Canteen, mm. uh, Pandora. That is, it's really flavorful. The flavors are good. It's tasty. And it's actually, you know, pretty affordable. I, I like the whole like Chipotle like experience where you get to build it yourself. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of just get grabbing a hot dog and main street as well. So there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, <laughs> we're talking about budget friendly restaurants. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh gosh. I'm, Drawing a blank now, of course. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm going to read your mind. You're thinking the cafe at All Star Sports. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've never been there, so I Good. can't comment. There's a reason why the acronym for the hotel is ASS. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, so we've done a bunch of episodes where Beth and I have talked about, and we've even gotten some some feedback from listeners about some of our Disney quirks. So I'm curious, um, when we have some guests on, if you have any quirks or things that sometimes you think people might think are weird or like, mm -hmm. you know, you get like this strange look from people like, well, when we go to Disney, we have to do this. It's like, it's our tradition, even though, though it's like kind of weird, maybe. You're quirky. I am very quirky. <laughs> I don't know if I have a Disney quirk. You're quirky. <laughs> Nothing like, I mean, anything like crazy that you have to do at the hotel or I'm trying to remember, like, what was yours, Greg? What we have like, so let me give you a couple of, of ours and jog your memory, maybe oh, jog yeah. your mind a little bit. So like, no matter what, if we were, this is before we moved here, if we were starting a vacation, we had to do Disney, we had to do Magic Kingdom first or it didn't count, basically. Yeah, that's how we, um, I, was, yes. I have to see the castle, that pretty much starts my vacation. Absolutely. And, if and, we didn't make I, it on People Mover, yeah. that trip didn't count. Like those kinds yeah. of things were like, it's got to happen. And like, you know, the People Mover at Tomorrowland is like a like, restaurant for y'all too, or something. Like we have to go get drinks at whatever, or it just, it doesn't feel like we're here. Yeah. Or even yeah. just a regular must do. That's not necessarily quirky. So I know that for Mike, um, and hopefully nobody gets upset about this, but one of the things he must do is take home the H2O products from the hotel room. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. I, I wish Greg. I, you know what? I feel so passionately about this. I'm going to pause you. Hold on. Wait one second. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh boy. Here comes a collection. I think he's going to go pick up a bunch of his bottle. He is like, if he sees a cart out, it's, it's on. It's, on. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like they're asking me to take them from the cart. Right, of course. Well, in a lot of the, a lot of the rooms now, they don't have the little bottles anymore. It's the big bottles like in the showers. And so it's, yeah. when you see them, you grab them. Exactly. Yeah. Mike sometimes gasps when he sees them actually, you know, built into the wall. Yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> what happens if we take these big bottles? Were you all talking about me? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is just from one bathroom. I don't know else can see, but you guys can see. So we got this little bag of some stuff. What do we got here? Oh, wow. We got oh, a whole wow. second bag. That's Hold familiar. On. I got, that's only two though. Hold on. And then these are like the slightly, 
These are the slightly older H2O stuff, the grapefruit bergamot smell, which I'm probably mispronouncing before they switched over how, to the sea salt. I told them how when you see a cart out, it's almost like they're begging you to take stuff. Don't, they shouldn't test me. And then the last bag, <laughs> it's just a big, it's just a big old giant bag. You guys just- Well done, well we, done. We can do I'll some uh, some ASMR, hold on. He's over the top, over the top. Before I started working for Disney, because I don't do this now because it's not worth, not worth it, but when we were staying at a resort, um, you know, they, the housekeeping staff would clean rooms at certain times. So maybe I shouldn't share this story, but it's too late. I already started it. <laughs> it's too late so, now. So um, their carts would be out, let's just say around like noonish, right? Because you know, a lot of people are at the parks, so the hallways are empty, and I would just clean up. They would leave the little doors open, and I would just have a ton in my pocket. I would wear cargo shorts. I would pack cargo <laughs> shorts just to wear. It's really a problem. I, th I think now that I admit it, I realize how, how much of a problem it was. It is a little over the top. Yes. Um, okay, shifting gears a little bit. Something that I wanted to ask was we're kind of in this weird time, you know, so everyone was affected by COVID. And so I just kind of want to know how has that been having a YouTube channel? What do you feel like you guys have had to sort of adjust? What do you think has been good about that? Or maybe mm -hmm, yeah. the most negative about it? Obviously, the most negative is you can't really go to the parks. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. For me, I feel like I get to know, I'm getting to know people a little bit more because they're having to be creative in their homes. So I'm wondering if that's true for you guys. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, we were on a Disney trip to Disney World the week that everything kind of started locking down. So yeah. we remember we were at the restaurant and we got notifications that stated that Disney World was going to close down on two days later. Yep. So we were there and we started the trip and it was just odd. We started, everything mm -hmm. was fine. And within a couple of days, everything just blew up. So yeah. Yeah. one of those things in mid trip, we were there with our niece. Mm -hmm. They were just like, okay, we're going to go to one destination and come right back out just because we didn't want to intermingle too much. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was concerning. Yeah. But because we were on that trip, we happened to get a lot of footage that lasted mm -hmm. for probably, I don't know, six weeks or so yeah. into the quarantine. But it kind of brought us back to our roots. So when we first started out with the vlog, we weren't going to Disney World uh, that often. So we started with a cooking uh, episode that Mike did. He did Walt's Chili and mm -hmm. I did a cocktail. So it brought us back to doing what we originally started the channel doing. Yeah. Right. Um, and then as of recently, as you saw with our son smashing his face in the wall, uh, we're getting creative with more of a home vlog series where it's just a day in our lives. So it's yeah. uh, it's definitely like opening up the doors and saying, hey, this is how we live. Come come visit yeah. and visit time with us. So. Yeah. Except you told me your house is not always that clean. So I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there for your listeners. Well, if my, so there's like little tracks here, Hot Wheel tracks, that I'm blocked with my shoulder. So That's there's right. <laughs> You didn't see that. You just see the beautiful lamp back there. Don't worry about it. Meanwhile, we all know they're your Hot Wheel toys, guys. It's not That's important. Right. That's right. Um, where do you uh, like to stay when you're at Disney? Do you have, a, you have a favorite Disney resort here? So one of the things we do, we like to do uh, our room tour videos. So we always try to jump around to a place we haven't been before. Okay. Um, we really, we're very comfortable at the Waldorf, what's it called? Waldorf Astoria. Waldorf Astoria yeah. in Orlando. He travels a lot with work, so he gets like points and stuff. Mm. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. But we do like to ha stay at least one or two nights at a, like a more traditional Disney resort so we can get the video. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys stayed at Riviera yet? We have. We yes. stayed there on the opening weekend. Yeah, so. we were there opening day. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. Love it. Yeah, that's a beautiful resort. I remember, I do find the lobby a little underwhelming, especially because, you know, before that they had opened Grand Destino, which is just huge. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have to say the room was amazing at Riviera. I would definitely stay there again. Yeah. Where is uh where is the Waldorf? Like where is that one located in relation to the parks? It's over in Bonnet Creek area, so mm -hmm. it's okay. it's kind of over by um, Epcot and Studio, so just mm -hmm. right off. Okay. There. 
I don't know the name of the streets. I'm sorry, but would in that area, just, would you guys just drive and park at the parks, or how would y'all travel there? Do they have buses from there? <clears throat> they have buses, so yeah, they definitely have okay. that. Now that Waldorf and Hilton Bonnet Creek are now officially a part of the good the, neighbors. Yeah, yeah, the good neighbors. So now you yeah. can have a bus service that goes back and forth, and also you get magic hours, I believe, there as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then another question I had too was, but I think I know the answer is like, what's the most important thing to you guys when you're planning a trip? Is it reservations uh, like at a restaurant? Is it, you know, making sure you have fast passes for rides, which obviously that's different now, but what's the most important thing for y'all? Definitely dining reservations yeah. for yeah. sure. hundred <laughs> percent. So if everything could be scripted, Mike makes reservations first and he realizes our stomachs are not going to be that big. So then we <laughs> yeah. back up a bit. I always make too many reservations. <laughs> yeah. I always, always plan too much. So it's always a brunch, a full like full lunch, and an amazing dinner. So we always have to back it off. Mm -hmm. It also depends on on who we're going with. If it's just us and, and Caleb, we we tend to go a little bit lighter with just you know a really nice restaurant once a day that we definitely need to go to. So mm -hmm. to France or something like that. But we tend to bring our nieces and nephews as well. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've heard because, you, have, you talked about them a lot. So. Exactly. So I made, well, I made the horrible decision way before Caleb that we were going to bring all the kids one at a time. And that was back when I had like a free travel voucher uh, to be able to bring them with me. And then I did one kid and the travel voucher went away. So then I'm walking yeah. for the rest of the kids, but they you know, give you that look, they're like, but what about Disney? Exactly. Like, Dang it. Are you all accepting applications for nieces yeah. and nephews? Cause I don't mind having two more uncles in my life. I just yeah, want to say, I, I'll gladly true. go to California grill with you. I'll hold the camera. You guys can eat and uh, oh, perfect. no big deal. Go. Um, we did put out a question to our patrons, those of us who support us on our Patreon account. And um, one question that we haven't covered that came in from, from one of those listeners is from Sam. Shout out to Sam. She asked if you guys have an ideal Disney date night. If you guys were looking to do a date night here in Disney, where would it, where would it be? I have a feeling it's going to be something like California Girl, but like, what's the whole night look like? I, hold on. When I say the whole night, I mean the, the public parts of your night. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I feel like this is the Mike question yes. since he's like making all the reservations for all the things. Yeah. So, you know, typically if we were to do a date night, we'd obviously have a half babysitter. But right. so we're going to look back to the time before we had Caleb. So one of the one of my favorite things to do was to stop at Meisner's Lounge as the first stop to get a nice cocktail mm -hmm. uh, and then move into either Citrico's or Victorian Albert's or Narcoosie's. That was like the perfect experience because we found that Grand Floridian is just very relaxing. Yes. Yeah. You're there, you have the band, which I heard the band is no longer going to be around, unfortunately. The band is gone. Yes. Yeah. But it, that was like always a perfect experience for me. So right. I love that. So yeah, for sure. I would definitely have to say Victor a Victorian Albert's night is like mm -hmm. the ultimate experience for a date night. So yeah. and like you said, it was always really nice to step into Meisner's Lounge, get that cocktail, yeah. and just kind of slow roll the night and have a good time. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Do you guys ever get a babysitter when you're um, when you go down there for Caleb? So we either bring uh, family or friends with us. Okay. Um, we. Way back when, when we started with the nieces and nephews, um, Lilo's Playhouse. Yeah, was still Polly. Open. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Anymore. yeah. Okay. And was... they loved going there. They always had such a blast. It was when we went to go pick them up. They almost never wanted to leave. <laughs> you were like, "All right, I guess we'll stay out another couple hours." <laughs> I thought it was a crack up because they actually give you like an old school beeper that you have to hold on to, and they would beep you if there's a problem. And I'm like, oh "Am I a doctor now? This is so." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like, yeah, I'm in the medical field, whatever. Really, it's, it's all good. Back in the 90s. So when I asked you two to be here, I think I was speaking with Mike via Instagram. And Mike agreed, Steve, whether you like it or not, for you all to play a game here oh, yeah. on That Park Life Podcast. And what I love about this, so I don't normally tell people 
what the game is going to be. And for the most part, people just accept it. And I think that's so nice and 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 almost uh, delusional. You shouldn't really trust me. So it's kind um, of that nervous laugh of like, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll play. We'll, we'll <laughs> play a game. So we do have a game here that is a, a food motivated game called uh, Disney Dish or Made Up Ish, where typically and we're doing a twist today, but typically I'd give you the name of a dish. You have to tell me if it's real or fake. Um, I have a, a little twist on it today. So you're going to be playing a version of the game where we're going to be pitting the two of you against each other. So sorry. Um, where we're going to name a restaurant that could be from the past or present at Disney World or perhaps a fake name of a restaurant. You'll have to tell us whether it's a real restaurant or a fake restaurant. Okay. Are we clear with the concept of the game? Yes. yes. Okay. And uh, there's a big prize involved, so just get ready for that. Um, <laughs> and we do have a tiebreaker just in case there is a tie. So, uh, Beth, if you want to read clues for, I don't know, Mike and I'll do Steve. Okay. All right. So let's go. It's finally time to play. Let's just play the music, actually. Hold on. Perfectly 90s. Uh, Disney dish or made up ish, even though we're not talking about dishes, we're talking about the restaurants with the magic dads. All right, Beth, you want, you want to go off? first? Yeah. All right, Mike, this is for you. Don't be nervous. Okay. It's uh, The first one is Character Stampede with Chippendale. I feel like that's a real restaurant. That is correct. Correct. It is real. It was from the Wilderness Lodge, now Storybook Dining at Artist Point. Yes. Mm. All right, Steve. Donald's Dairy Dip. I feel like that could not have existed. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That was actually a real life thing. It replaced like an ice cream parlor over in downtown Disney when it was called that now Disney Springs. Um, so yeah, they sold ice cream over at Disney Springs. It does sound fake. Okay, Mike, you ready for your next one? Yes. Uh, Pride Rock Watering Hole. Oh, uh, yes. That That's real. <laughs> Sorry, made up. <laughs> made up. And these are all made up by Greg. So yes, Greg made that one up. That. All right, Steve. Aladdin's Breakfast Adventure. Real. Now, um, any chance you've eaten there before? No. No. Completely. So I have. I do have a quick Aladdin's Breakfast story that I have to share, and I might have to edit a piece of this out, but. Um, this is just one of those things that has stuck in my mind forever because I, and I haven't heard it since I was a small child there. There was a breakfast buffet kind of thing over at Hollywood studios, then MGM studios. Now it's like the Disney junior place. Like it's over in that mm-hmm. courtyard. Mm-hmm. Right. My mom was trying to let a cast member know that the plates in the buffet were hot. You know, you go over there, grab a plate. It's hot. <laughs> cast member didn't believe my mom. So my mom was like, go ahead and touch that plate. The cast member was like, holy <laughs> and dropped the plate. So, <laughs> Lesson learned, maybe sometimes a guest is right when they tell you the plates are hot. And to this day, I haven't heard another cast member cuss on stage before. It was truly uh, an adventure. Other than myself. Okay, but anyway, yes, a real restaurant formerly at uh, Hollywood Studios slash MGM Studios. Hashtag not my MGM. <laughs> um, sorry, that's what I call Hollywood Studios now. I say it's not my MGM. <laughs> um, all right, the next one, Mike, is Wonderland Tea Room. Fake. Correct. It is fake. Made uh, up. Greg, good job being like right on it with the sound effects. Yeah, I was like, like I'm, I'm like a waiting for you. I'm like nervous, <laughs> like I'm waiting for Greg to do the <laughs> Love it. All right, Steve. The Dreamfinders delights. Real? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Incorrect. You got the harsh buzzer there. I made that up. That's mm, not real. It's way harsh. Way harsh time. 
Um, all right, the last one. You ready, Mike? Yes. Lumiere's Kitchen. I'm going to say that's made up. Oh, it's sorry. real, and it's in Magic Kingdom. It's now Friar Nook's. Yes. Okay. It was a real life thing. So, Steve, you, do, you still don't have a chance of winning, but maybe you'll get one on the board with this last one. <laughs> uh, your last restaurant, which is possibly real or fake, is the Lost Boys Hideaway. Real? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, for four. Oh, Steve, man. Steve, this was not your night. I think we should do the tiebreaker just for fun. All right. This is just for Steve. This is to reclaim your Steve. dignity. <laughs> Steve, Whatever. I just really want I really want you to get this one okay, right. Here okay, here we go. No pressure if it's real or fake. That's right. If it's real or uh, fake. It is Big Al's Chuck Wagon. Uh, fake? We got one. He's like, I don't know if he, what they we were telling We got you. one. There it was. It's, got that's one. Disney Dish or Made Up Ish, kind of the restaurant title version. Greg, tell them what they've won. They've won 100% real, authentic, organic, nothing. Thank you for playing that Parklet Podcast <laughs> oh, official yeah, original you game. That. You just get bragging rights, basically. That's you can't buy that in the store, guys. Be. I'm so sorry. Mm-mm. You really lost. You really lost out, Steve and Mike. Congratulations! <laughs> Expect for that shipment to come in 2021 if the world hasn't ended by then. <laughs> oh. Well, time is flying by. We thank you so much for for joining us for chatting about some Disney food stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll uh, invite you back on once you are able to get back to the parks, and we want to hear what's new in the world with food. Yeah. For the Magic Dads, of course, uh, you can follow both Mike and Steve over on Instagram at the Magic Dads or on YouTube with the same name. We'll put your information in the description of this episode. So it's really easy for people to find you. Anything that we should be keeping our eyes peeled for on your YouTube channel? Uh, some more home vlogs. So yeah. we just got another one done today. So that should be hitting YouTube in a couple of days. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We love it. Well, we appreciate it. And Caleb, guys. Yeah. Don't forget Caleb's there. Yeah. yeah. The actual <laughs> star of the show. He pretty much runs that he really is. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. <laughs> all right. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you all. Thank you. All right. That song really does get stuck in my it head. It does though. get stuck in your head. Um, I'm so glad we talked to Mike and Steve. I've been yeah. um, a fan for a while, so it was nice to get in a good chat with them. Uh, Were we you have... fangirling? Were you secretly over there fangirling? I was fangirling? a little sweaty. Yeah. I wasn't even paying attention to that. Sorry. Yes. So, I'm like, could you sign your computer screen for Greg? <laughs> I'm like lowered my shirt. If I if I just tell me how you, I'll write it. Just tell me how to how to move my head to make it look like your handwriting. Uh, do you guys um, have beads you can throw at me? Thanks. <laughs> so uh, let's get to the rest of our episode. I don't I don't really have any official news nuggets, but you guys probably saw that that we are bringing back the fro the Frozen sing along for the first time in forever. Frozen sing along over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, oh, uh, starting um, next weekend. I had a question for you, too, because someone told me that they read where the fireworks are coming back in December. Uh, Definitely not not uh, announced or official. Right. Um, Okay. Epcot. Like it is a rumor going around. Apparently, There is a rumor. I have heard that rumor. Um, I've heard that rumor from a friend who said they spoke to an Uber driver who had some type of manager (laughs) for Magic Kingdom who told them that. Shout out to Cody. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then I know they were testing fireworks at Epcot, or at least they were supposed to. I don't actually know if they really did over at Epcot this past week or weekend. This was a person that like does not pay attention to any Disney news. And he messaged me about it because they're planning a trip, I think in January or February, maybe. And I was like, I don't know. It sounds like it probably could be legit. I'm sure they'll never, 
they probably won't announce it until it's like the week that no. it's actually and happening. I really, really, really wouldn't get your hopes up for it. a traditional yeah. fireworks show because they are not doing things that um, results in a congregation of people. Right. I'm wondering if they're trying to figure out ways um, to do them so that you can stand in different areas of the park and still see them. Yeah, I think like something like that. Not like way. it's not like a cattle projection where you to see it. You have to experience it from that angle. You can experience it from different places. Yes, I think that might I be coming know, our way. Sure, they have their engineers on it. Shout out to Nathan. I know he doesn't listen to this okay. podcast. But. Shout out anyway. <laughs> There's your answer, Nathan. I will tell him tomorrow or this week. Well, you got to listen to my podcast to get the answer, which is um, there is no answer. That was the only news nug I had. Yeah, I didn't have anything either for that. And uh, uh, let's you want to do history. Yeah, we'll do history. Actually, first, we'll give a quick shout out to Stephanie over at World Traveler Trading. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do wind up getting one of her lovely key fobs or anything from her shop, two things. One, don't forget to use our discount code of that park life to save yourself a little money feel free to, to tag us in it and of course her and that happened over the weekend so shout out you know who you are purchased a nice new annual pass holder key fob and yeah. tag us and then it's cool to see that it's actually out there and when you order one you get a little that park life podcast business card by the way um i do think that fob is just the weirdest word ever is Fob. that just me like i feel like you can name your pet that or something like oh that's fob come here fob come here you know what i mean it's just a weird word but it's yes. kind of cute for an animal i don't know it is kind of cute random thoughts by beth and that's your that's this week's episode of random thoughts by beth (laughs) okay we will jump into some disney history loving this music you want to go first i will go first okay i had to pull up this the thing here because i normally get my stuff from uh this day in disney history so this week guys this week in disney history was when epcot opened october 1st 1982 it was Disney. I just have some facts here. So I was like, I kind of wanted to read some of this. Okay. It was Disney's second theme park in Florida. And based on square footage was the largest theme park in the world at 260 acres. That was until 1998 when Animal Kingdom opened. Um, the name was to reflect the ideals and values of Epcot, the city. The park name derived from the acronym Epcot, obviously. So experimental prototype community of tomorrow, a utopian city of the future planned by Walt Disney. Um, Because a lot of, you know, it's been said that originally he wanted it to be a place that people actually lived. Um, But then that like all changed and stuff. Um, He wanted it to be like a model community home to 20,000 residents, which is crazy. Like every time I go there, I'm like, it's just weird. Can you imagine if like that's what ended up happening here? Yes. They said that it would basically be a test bed for city planning and organization, which is like, it's a cool idea to have. But obviously, I feel like that just never would have gone well. Correct. No. um, In general. So. Um, and then I want to just read this little quote. This is what like Walt Disney said about it. So he said, Epcot will be an experimental prototype community of tomorrow that will take its cue from the new ideas and new technologies that are now emerging from the creative centers of American industry. It will be a community of tomorrow that will never be completed, but will always be introducing and testing and demonstrating new materials and systems. And Epcot will always be a showcase to the world for the ingenuity and imagination of American free enterprise. Hmm. Um, Sorry. And then I thought something fun would be just to tell you the uh, future world opening day pavilions were Journey into Imagination Pavilion, the Communicore East, Spaceship Earth, Universe of Energy, the Land Pavilion, Communicore West, Earth Station, and World of Motion Pavilion. Oh, good old WOM. Yeah. And then I'll, and then, um, I'll quickly tell you that the showcase opening day pavilions were Canada, China, France, Italy, Germany, Japan, Mexico, 
the UK, and then the USA, obviously. Good old USA. So if you're ever wondering, was this here opening day? You can uh, check that out. Yeah. Um, my Disney history item also comes from 1982. And although it is mm -hmm. not the opening of Epcot, this happened to coincide with the mm -hmm. opening of Epcot. So this week in 1982, Disney World, for the very first time, started offering annual passports, a.k.a. Annual passes, right? Special year-long admission passes. Um, the adult price at that time was $100 for an annual pass. See what the inflation rate was? Like what well, think, it was? Well, think about this. This is a time when it was only two parks. So you get four parks now. And I know park hopping right. isn't a thing, but like it is eventually. Um, but it's two parks mm -hmm. and definitely smaller versions of the current parks. Right. And How I'm, much was it? I don't believe... Say again? Like, so how much was it, like, in today's money? Did oh, I, look that I didn't do that up. God, jeez. Okay. What, how many oh, my gosh. How I'm many totally steps? doing it. Give me a second. What is it? How much is it? $100. And if you think about it, I mean, the, the cost per day back then was relatively low. So, I mean, you really had to, like, go a couple of times to make it worth it. But $100 doesn't sound so bad. I mean, this was 35, 6, 7, 8 years ago, 38 years ago. Okay, so this says that in 1982, that would be the equivalent of $269.35. Okay, see? So still Duh. pretty cheap. Yeah, still pretty cheap. You, I really do feel that you got a whole lot more now with an annual yeah. pass than you did back then. Uh, in but I mean, two parks. but you're paying like quadruple that amount for, you know, two more parks. I'm trying to stay point. on the positive. You got lots of stuff. I know, a lot I'm of value. sorry. <laughs> you know, I like to keep it, I like to keep you down to earth, Greg. <laughs> um, and that was our Disney history. Love it. We got a quote coming up again next week. We got our episode on our deep dive of two mm -hmm. attractions over at Epcot, or I guess maybe here in Epcot, since we're talking about that Soren and Test Track. If you like what you heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. Um, if you joined us because you're fans of Mike and Steve, welcome. Hopefully, you enjoyed yeah. our our interview with them. They're awesome. Comprehensive videos. You know, I like my comprehensive videos. Yes. Um, lots of good information and good quality. So yeah. highly, highly recommend them. Our Instagram account is at that park life podcast. And I am personally at the Disney Greg. And I'm over at the healthy hot mess. And uh, please keep your eyes peeled for some giveaways. I'm very excited about Yes. Don't about forget that. about the giveaways. And even if you're new here, you can still enter you the giveaways. Still, yes. Guys. More to be announced on what the giveaways are exactly and how to enter and whatnot. But we'll be announcing that over on our Instagram page. And shout out to the people who have been really good um, and excited about playing our where, where in Walt Disney World are we or is this? About once a yes. week or so, I've been posting like a really closed up, cl closed, a really closed close up. up zoomed in photo of something and i had everyone stumped because not people weren't even answering with it i had to zoom out a little bit and then and then a bunch of people got it which was nice yeah, so, finally when you zoomed out i was like and i find of course i'm playing too because i'm yes. like i'm not there so i'm like oh what is it let me see if i can figure it out yeah but once you zoomed out and i saw that it was it, it was, was the country, country bear right? yeah the most yeah. recent one it was uh yeah. the guitar that says dude on it so um as Love i am it. navigating the parks these days i'm doing some super zooms and getting some f photos for that so if you want to play along you can do that on our instagram account and um, I do have our quote to leave our to end our episode today. This one comes to us from Sleeping Beauty, and Sleeping Beauty herself, Aurora, once mm. said, or at least she was animated to say, she "said I'm tired." <laughs> and I was like, mm, "That's my quote right that's there." That's it. That's the one. All right. Aurora said, "They say if you dream a thing more than once, it's sure to come true." Yeah, but can you say it like her? Remember, we talked about this. They say if you dream a thing once, it's sure to come true. 
just like that. And I think I with, that, like that. <laughs> with that, I think it's time we said goodbye. Thanks everyone for listening this week. Thank you again Appreciate to Mike and Steve for joining us. Yes. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye everyone. Mm-hmm.